0: Uh, Welcome to another Money is Love interview and today I'm interviewing Frederick Dotson and he's an author, a speaker, a coach. You've written about 20 or 30 books I think. Uh,
1: 24 in English. 24, wow. Plus in other languages, yes.
0: Yes and uh, you teach people everything about reality creation.
1: I teach uh, ascending levels of consciousness and I teach reality creation, which is my word for what others call law of attraction.
0: Yeah, exactly. So and today we're going to dive into the subject of money. Uh, So what does money mean to you? What is money for you?
1: Uh, For me, it's a reflection of the value I put out into society. It's a reflection of the usefulness of my work. So I could always gauge on which level my work is. And I worked for about 10 years in the same field without earning any money for that, and took that as a reflection that my materials are not yet quite as valuable and desirable and attractive as they could be. So lack of money I always take as a cue to improve and improve and improve to a point where my materials really are that valuable and deserve that money.
0: Yeah, so is it then an accurate statement if I say, if people want to make more money, they should uh, look at their added value? Yes. Okay. okay. Absolutely. Um, so they, if they
1: should actually admit that they may not be that valuable, something I failed to admit for yeah. a long, long time. If I'm really that awesome, I always said, then why aren't I rich, yeah. you see?
0: Yeah, I think it's very difficult for people to look at themselves that way because maybe they step into the role of criticizing themselves and that's not the, the same thing, right? You can look at the value you provide without becoming critical mm-hmm. of yourself. Of
1: course, with compassion, not with yeah. uh, putting yourself down, yeah. with compassion well, I'm not quite that awesome. If I were, I'd be making more money. Okay, If I'm really that awesome, um, I'd be making more. So how can I become even more awesome?
0: Yeah, because, um, okay, I was um, saving uh, viewer questions for later, but one is actually about uh, valuing yourself. And she also had a question, if you don't value yourself or you look down on yourself, how do you... Um, how do you bring that value up so what what are some practical uh, things people can do to add value or some mindset shifts
1: well there's three things one of them is building different skills learning different skills building yourself building your skill because every skill you learn trains your responsibility your ability to focus your ability to organize, your creativity, all kinds of stuff. Any skill, be it if you learn to play the piano or you learn to play soccer. So skill building is one thing to increase your self-confidence and your self-value. Another thing is, of course, your self-image, your mental self-image determines so much of what you experience, who you think you are. You see, all I did was in my imagination, define myself as who I wanted to be. I'm an author, I'm a coach, I'm this and this way, and I kept that, I held that in mind for years, and that's what I became. Yeah. That's the second thing, and the third thing is to improve your service or product, essentially. Um, It's never-ending improvement. Of course, I can be confident because I've actually, you know, really researched my topic. I really know what I'm talking about, so I can feel self-worth on that topic. It's no problem for me. But if you do not have that experience and you haven't done that work, what you really need is a positive self-image that you, you know, you would ask, who do I think I am? Who am I? Who do people think I am? Who am I? You know, and you might find thoughts such as, well, I'm I'm a loser. I'm not good enough. I'm just a nobody. And those are the thoughts, the self-image thoughts that they they determine your life. You need to confront those, look at them on paper or mentally, drop them and replace them with something better. Mm -hmm. I'm a coach. You know, and I'm, I'm an author. I'm, the special thing about me is that I um, teach things in a calm and creative and funny manner. So I, I also want to be, that's how I define myself, a little bit of a comedian. I want to be able to alter my voice. I want to uh, dress in certain ways. The dressing is also part of the self-image identity. It's like you're building your identity and normally, that only happens after decades and decades. You start finding out who you are. But I say to people, it can happen much more quickly. You can already develop a distinct character and identity that goes along with certain words and voice and clothing and all in your 20s, or even as a teenager.
0: Yeah, it has everything to do with telling yourself a different story, so to speak.
1: Yes, but a story you can believe in. Yeah. yeah not some uh i'm great i'm great i'm great and and you don't believe it yeah exactly something distinct
0: yeah and okay so this is your money story now has it always been this this um this way or did you ever had hard times with money growing up or maybe in your 20s
1: the most of my life was hard times with money
0: Okay. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? What What did you think about money, and and why did why did it was that way, and and how did you change that?
1: Well, you know, I, I tried all kinds of things. I did affirmations and journaling and visualization, and really hard work and less hard work, and um, that worked to some extent, but. The first breakthrough was probably when I refused and I stopped doing jobs I do not like. Mm. That was the very first breakthrough. And then my finances slumped, okay? (laughs) a leap of faith and courage, but I just refused. I'd had enough. I'm not gonna be a slave anymore. And that is a message of self-value. And what eventually happens is that you make more than in your slave employment job, okay? So that was the first breakthrough. The second breakthrough was that I actually started paying my taxes, becoming (laughs) becoming honest, and no longer hiding out of fear, I'm gonna lose money if I pay my, it's all fear-based, you know? Being okay with giving money away and taking money, oh, that's another big step, okay with taking it Mm. and giving it, you know, people are shy to take money, to ask money, raising my prices because I value my time, you know also self value just raising my prices and another breakthrough was realizing that if I'm really that good then people will be attracted to what I teach and my materials so knowing that I have to improve prove myself and change I have to change okay Um, that was the final breakthrough nothing is going to change unless I do
0: yeah that's amazing yeah, and if you have, uh, if you talk about taking money from other people, I um, know talking about taking money from people can bring up a, lo- a lot of resistance in people. And I know money in general can bring up a lot of resistance in people. Uh, what do you think about that? Why is there so much resistance about money and what can we do to uh, to change that?
1: Yeah, I think people have been brainwashed to believe that Um, society is run like a mafia clan, you know, um, where you only get money at the expense of other people. That's how I describe it and people believe that. My riches are at the expense of someone else because that's how reality works among thugs and criminals. But that's not really how reality works for most of us because most of us are not involved in organized crime so in reality your riches benefit everybody around you and when you know that you have no more shame to get as rich as possible because you know that your riches benefit your employees. Your employees can then feed their families. Um, It benefits so many people. My work benefits people. All this money I have I put into my projects benefits thousands so the richer you get the more you can benefit unless you're in organized crime. So I think it's good to reach a state without shame in either giving or taking. I think that's a valuable goal, the goal of having no shame whatsoever, to ask for it.
0: And do you ever think there will be no more money on this earth because we just don't need it, because we're all following flow and and passion and, and taking just enough?
1: Yeah, I guess in a sense, someday uh, you won't need it anymore as a symbol, you know, it's just a symbol. Money isn't all that important. It's a symbol of, as you said the other day, you know, um, it's just a hassle to pay with the table.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, I remember that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, if we talk about money and consciousness, uh, sometimes I I hear people speak about have um, taken some kind of a vow of poverty before they come to earth. Um, do you believe in that? Do you believe there are people who meant to live in lack? Or is it just always this, um, well, maybe a choice to, to uh, take a different route?
1: Well, uh, this enlightenment idea, um, some see money as a distraction. So the idea is, can I be with absolutely nothing? Uh, and can I still be? Can I live just from energy itself from the abundance of the universe? That's the idea behind that. Can I let go of all desire, you know? Um, however, It's it's not necessary in my experience. It's easier to let go of desire once your desires have all come true <laughs> So truly once you're full it's easier to look at spiritual things because my bank account is full, everybody's taken care of, everything is well. So I got all this time all of a sudden to take care of spiritual or enlightenment questions. So that's another path, that's the path I recommend. Because if we're honest, money is also energy, everything's energy. Yeah. Okay, so I don't have to say, okay, that is not spiritual and this is spiritual. I don't think it's all that helpful to label money as non-spiritual. Money is, in fact, spiritual, it is energy, it circulates, it flows, and in fact, animals cannot do business, okay? Mm -hmm. Why can't animals do business? Because it requires a higher mind to do business. It requires a um, a higher consciousness to do business. That's why I believe business is spiritual. Business is an opportunity to exchange energy, Business is one of the reasons there's peace between, let's say, America and China. Nobody can create this peace except for these business people. They don't want to have war because they're in business together. They can't afford it. So there's a lot of benefits of business. And I wouldn't separate spirit and business as they did in the past. But I do understand why they separated it.
0: Yeah, okay. And... um one of the big lessons you taught me is that there's no correlation between how much hours I work and how much money I make or how much uh, I sell my products for and how much uh, money you make. Can you, um, can you say something about that?
1: Yeah, well, the assumption is if I work this amount of time, I'll get this amount of money, but it's more the, the love put into the product than the amount of time worked. That's why the future of employment is to just give employees a goal without giving them a time frame uh, or when they should work. I want this goal done by August, I want this done by December, and they can themselves choose in which time they do that. And what you'll then see is that some people do it more rapidly, some people do it at night, some people do it then. If you don't constrain their time, it has nothing to do with time, really. Um, I could, um, you know, with a little bit of knowledge, I could just, with one click of a button, let's say one newsletter sent out, I could make $100,000. And that shows you it has nothing to do with time. How long does it take to do that click? Because I was smart and I built passive income. It just takes one click. That took one second. So it took one second to make $100,000.
0: Yeah. Well, A critical person would say, I can't just sit on the couch, do nothing, and money just comes flowing in. What is your answer to that?
1: I do it. And there was a time I didn't. I've been smart enough to focus on building a structure that allows for that.
0: Yeah, but you did have to put time and energy into debt.
1: Yes, but I put it into the right thing. You see, I put it into structures of uh, I put the effort into making it effortless, as I always say, Yeah. I, 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 I invested my effort, my work into the right things. Eventually, and there was a time I was so clueless about all of this, you know, and I was just like that person, how can I just sit around and make money? not possible it is possible with a little bit of consciousness and intelligence yeah did you i'm doing this seminar at the moment with you have you seen me work a single second yet
0: Uh, you're so relaxed and calm and just having fun and and basically also letting us do all the work and you're just guiding the process
1: yeah i haven't worked a second yeah yet i'm making money yeah okay i'm just enjoying myself with people and having them do the work and uh it's it's a snap
0: yeah you're just being there mm-hmm. and let it happen yeah yeah it,
1: it's a snap there's no effort and you can see that there's no effort whatsoever yeah even at this moment no effort whatsoever it's all the joy
0: yeah you know cool okay i have some questions people send in uh, before the interview Okay, what is the number one technique to manifest more money?
1: The question comes from a place of not having money and needing to manifest it. Yeah. Now, if you reverse that and pretend you are the person who attracts money, I would say become the person that attracts money and doesn't even ask such questions anymore. What kind of person? Ask what kind of person. What would I have to be to attract that? So that question is completely irrelevant. How would I feel if I were a millionaire? What would I be involved in, interested in? And perhaps also ask why people, where does money come from? It comes from other people. Why should people give me money? Why should people give me money? Why? That's a question you can keep asking. That's such a wonderful affirmation. Why should they give me all their money? Why are people throwing their money after me? Why do they want to give me their money? And you keep doing that, there will come a time you have so much money, you won't know what to do with it. Okay, why should they all give me their money? Why?
0: Cool. And why should people give their money to you?
1: Because um, there's a lot of confusion And unclarity and ignorance out there in the self-improvement field that I find completely inaccurate and due to my experience of training with people for 30 years I believe to have seen certain patterns and can more quickly resolve them more easily Um, it's expertise basically that's why I think I'm worth that money that I get I've been into this for 25 years. Those 25 years are such an experience that it makes it simple for me. I see a pattern, I think, oh yeah, that's a problem so-and-so, and And if I say that to him right now, he's going to feel relief on that. Mm -hmm. If I say that to her, it'll open something up. I want to get to a point where the effort required, again, to solve something becomes less and less, so one sentence can solve it all. That's the point I'm going to
0: reach yeah and if you can give people one sentence and it shifts something inside of them that's worth gold because most people struggle with problems for weeks or even years Mm -hmm. and that adds value to their lives
1: yes cool
0: okay Um, well actually you already answered this one if you're if you are experiencing a lot of lack what are the first steps someone can take to change to make the change from lack to abundance
1: well lack means you're looking at what you don't have how about looking at what you do have we can look at what we can't control how about looking at what you can control you can look at um, what's not there yet the resources that are not there or the resources you already have just one example I started writing books but I didn't have a laptop and I've heard people tell me I can't write books I don't even have a laptop well I didn't have a laptop all I had was a pencil and a piece of paper okay Um, these are excuses lack excuses what I do have is a pencil, I may not have a laptop, but I do have a pencil and a piece of paper. It's the focus on what you already have, the connections, the information, the resources, the skills, the abilities. You already have so much, your plate is full, you just don't know it.
0: Cool, thank you very much. I think um, people got a lot of insights from this uh, interview, and thank you for sharing. And if people want to learn more about you, they can go to realitycreation.org.
1: realitycreation.org. Full of articles, videos, all kinds of stuff. Thank you for doing this interview. It was excellently done. Just like the seminar you're organizing is so excellent. One of the best ever, by the way.
0: Thank you, thank you for this and thank you for the compliment and thank you for watching.